children of the moon. My name's Cookie, and tonight I'm gonna read you a Christmas story. In fact, it's the last Christmas story ever to be told. If you're squeamish, now is your chance to leave. But I know you won't, because you're all on the naughty list. All right, now sit back, relax, and have some Christmas cookies. <laughs> All right, now where do we begin? Oh, how about right here on page one? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another special topic episode of What Doesn't Kill Us on the Fight or Flight Network. I'm Brady, and I have a special guest today, Alan Maxson. So first off, uh, go ahead and tell us who you are and what you do. Well, hello. Glad to be here. Um, I am an actor, and I specialize in creatures and monsters, uh, non-human characters. I'm usually under heavy prosthetics, makeup, big suits. So if you've seen me before, you probably haven't seen this face. <laughs> <laughs> So if we've seen you before, we haven't seen you before. Exactly. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Well, that's fun. Um, at the beginning of this video, you may have seen a little bit of uh, Alan's work. Uh, you want to tell us about Cookie? Yeah. So uh, Christmas with Cookie is the first uh, feature-length film that I wrote and directed with Sean Schminke. And... I play Cookie in it, which is the character you saw at the beginning who is narrating the story from the book. And uh, Cookie is, is an extremely fun character to play. Um, not only does he push the story along and he narrates it, but, but he makes fun of the story the entire time. And this movie is a low-budget movie. It was funded with very little money, so if there are any parts that the audience is watching it and goes... What the fuck is going on here? Cookie calls it out before the audience has time to. So Cookie is the voice of the audience in this movie. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. Hopefully uh, our viewers will too. I hope so, yeah. I, I would like to uh, hear all of your funny uh, negative YouTube comment feedback out there, oh, you yeah. internet people. So you, you heard it. <laughs> Uh, you can just email these comments and, and stuff to uh, tell us your fears at gmail.com and I will do another episode with Alan and we'll just, we'll read your comments and have yep. you respond to it. And we'll be... Hell, we may even uh, pull out an instrument and, and make a song. Yeah, it'll be, be a blast. <laughs> anyway, so uh, just so everyone knows, uh, I met Alan at uh, Monster Palooza this last year. Um, Walking around, seeing all the cool stuff, there was a booth for a film called The Raking, and uh, Alan is the the monster, the rake, as it were, right? I am the rake, not the gardening tool, right. but but the modern day cryptozoology character. Yes, the rake. <laughs> not to be confused with other garden tools either, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there's hoes, there's mm -hmm. rakes. Oh. And those also exist yes. as as living people. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so um, I I got to see a little bit of like the they had the costume up. I think I still have a picture that I took that I'll probably flash up on the screen. Post it. Post it for the people it, yeah. that are watching. For the people that are listening. Sorry. Um, but uh, I got to see a little bit of it, and it looks like they were having a lot of fun with making this film. Uh, it looks like everyone put a lot of effort, and there was a lot of love mm -hmm. going into this. So I, I would like to see it, and I, 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 when I saw it, I thought I, I needed to work out something to talk to you guys about it and kind of promote that sort of thing. So here we are with the interview with you. Uh, so you want to give us a little bit more information about the raking and your role in it? Yeah, as the actually the the film itself, word on the street is that it got some distribution picked up. Ooh. So it will be available for the public hopefully soon. I don't know the exact release date, but probably I'm guessing this year. Um, but the rake is is a 
a character that is nocturnal, but he's not just nocturnal. The light actually physically hurts him. Hmm. So, uh, so you're safe in the light. You're probably going to die in the dark. And a lot in this, this particular movie is a group of college students go to Joshua tree to actually research the, the fabled tale of the rake. And they get a little bit more than they bargained for when they start poking their nose around somewhere where the rake actually thinks they don't belong. Sounds about right. (laughs) Uh, so uh, hopefully we'll be able to, to talk with the rest of the cast and crew eventually as well. Uh, but let's focus on you for the time being. You are actually the rake and the the costume is all, um, what's the word? Practical. Uh, practical, yes. You are, it's <laughs> practical effects. You've got a costume on your, it's, it's not just computer generated. It is there. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. Yep. How fun is it to be in that full body costume? It's amazing. And especially a character like that, because a lot of characters I play, um, I've ranged from everything from I've played motion capture characters to bare minimal makeup to full-on prosthetics glued to my entire body. And that's what the rake is. I had uh, prosthetics glued to my face, the back of my head, the neck, chest, arms, hands, feet, butt, groin, the whole thing. Right. Um, and it, it's a blast because I get to see what I actually look like in the mirror. And I can get into that character. And the the cool thing with being a character like that is since you are a humanoid, you have enough consciousness to know what you're doing but you're not human, so you also have more primitive animal instincts. So as an actor, bringing that together is a lot of fun to play because you get to just dig in and pull out raw intensity and emotion, and and you can fucking kill those goddamn college students. Right. You get away, <laughs> like your game face is glued on, so you can't really get away from it. Uh-huh. Does that actually help you get into the character, or does it take a little bit Absolutely. more focus? No, no, it, it helps helps with it a hundred percent. Because you know, there's there's many different things for it. Is one is just simply seeing what you look like. Mm-hmm. You know, there's any character or any human, any anything in this world, a specific look has a certain vibe, and has a certain um, air or presentation that is is put out into the other things you interact with and when you see what you look like it almost has this instinctual keeping you in character a hundred percent of the time there's no breaking character because you can't take that glued thing off of your face um and then another big part of it is it in a way either hinders how you move or it accentuates how do you move? And that. so that adds to the character because there's certain parts of your body that have more weight or have less weight or are exposed. And so you, you carry yourself or you move or you have motivation based on that. Um, and it lets your imagination just run wild as an actor when you have those kind of um, things helping you. It, it, it's a bonus, I think, for an actor. Hmm. That's that's pretty neat. Um, as and again, this is a full body thing. How how long did it take to to get that put on, and how long would you keep it on? How long? Okay, two questions. Yes. So, first question: getting it on, uh, it got faster as we we went on. Each day we did it, mm. it, it got faster. But I would say it was about a a four to six hour process. That's, um. That's Say it again. So that's very exciting. It was sitting there while people are gluing things to you. Yep, I believe the ranking should have a time lapse somewhere on their either Facebook page or Instagram or wherever they're promoting. I think there's actually a the ranking movie.com or the ranking film or something. Yeah. Uh, do a Google search, guys. Right. Look for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but there, there's a time lapse actually of uh, Eric Fox, the makeup artist, mm-hmm. putting it all on me, and uh, and it's fun because uh, not only do you have to have it all glued on, which is a huge process, but then he airbrushes all the detail in the paint. Right. So there's so many layers to it to make it look good and camera ready. Right. I can imagine. Now, another question that I always have that no one ever asks, how long does it take to take it off? That is an interesting question. So a lot of times I would like to say it usually takes um, half or a little bit less than what it took to put on. Right. You still have to be careful about, like, you don't want to tear it, things like that. Yeah, especially if you, you know, the raking, I, I believe I was in it for five or seven days in a row, something like that, right. and your skin can get raw. And uh, you have to be careful, because if your skin gets raw, then it's going to fucking hurt to right. get glued onto. Right. Um, Just don't take it off quick like a Band-Aid. <laughs> you do not want to do that. Uh, and actually, you know, there's specific removers and chemicals right. and it's not just like simple alcohol you know there's there's ones that are more soothing to your skin that take care of you rather than fucking dumping peroxide down your that bloody like, open body like a fantastic day really like maybe that should be your next costume is we'll just glue a bunch of stuff on you rip it off and then pour the peroxide on <laughs> and then you act what did Adam Sandler used to do? Uh, oh, I'm peroxide man. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, the the costume itself actually reminds me a lot of of uh, Pumpkinhead in a way. Uh, oh, I think it's yeah. I, specifically in like the arms, not necessarily the head or the face. Because he's got the long fingers. Right. That too. And I'm I'm a huge fan of the the practical effects and gorilla movie making things like that one of my favorite horror films is hellraiser like the original i love mm-hmm. every all nine that's all nine of them i absolutely adore them definitely my favorite series um but they're known for being very like practical effects oh yes uh pumpkin head is also the same and i i kind of get the vibe uh from the, uh, from the raking is it's very pumpkin head esque. Mm-hmm. Like, the glory days of my monster flicks. Oh. Oh. I was saying, um, the raking does look like we're we're going back to the glory days of the monster flick, having the full on creature, and uh, I'm super excited to see it. Yeah, I think anyone who is a fan of makeup and special effects and practical things is going to love it just because it's so fun and it's shot. Not only is it a practical suit, but it's shot in a way that is in that era of all practical stuff because it was not shot for any green screen or motion capture or tracking. It it was shot to be edited as it was in the lens. So it will have the vibe and feel of that whole arrow that everybody loves is in that movie. Right. Super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Now, what scares you and why? Uh, what, <laughs> if you, what was the first thing that you remember scaring you? The first thing that I remember scaring me. I don't remember. I don't remember, but it was pro- if I had to guess, it was probably something with with bees or hornets or something that that fucking suck. Right. <laughs> Not the bees. Yeah, no, nobody wants those. Even Nick Cage doesn't want those. It's exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there is there anything like a? You remember the first movie or book or TV show or something that scared you? You know, it's interesting. I've never really been scared of movies. Um, my earliest memories of watching something on TV is 
is on Sci-Fi Channel when they used to play Hellraiser mm-hmm. and Puppet Master and Aliens, and those are those are literally like my earliest memories of mm-hmm. watching things, and so I think I've always just known it's a movie, it's not real, so I've never really been afraid. Um, you know, there may have been things that that I was scared of when I saw it on TV when I was really young, but I was probably too young to even remember. So I, I, I'm pretty resilient when it comes to watching things. Yeah. I know it's fake. <laughs> I, I know my mom would always tell stories about how um, one of the scenes in Gremlins or Gremlins 2 apparently freaked me out as a kid. And I don't remember that. I remember watching Gremlins 2 with a very strange fondness for it. Like yeah, I was super intrigued by it. But apparently it scared me or something. <laughs> I I think it was actually the ghoulies that freaked me out. The ghoulies. Because those you know, things are weird and creepy. The ghoulies are fun. I like them. You know, it's interesting you mentioned Gremlins because Gremlins was one of my favorites as a kid. Right. And the movie never scared me. But for some reason, I had an action figure of Stripe. Uh-huh. And he scared me evidently. I don't remember this, but my dad told me that he had to take Stripe to work. Because he couldn't have it in the house because I was too afraid of it. Huh. But watching the movie didn't scare me. Just having the toy physically in the house with us. Right. And and now you keep them behind you. Yeah. And now I have them all. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's pretty interesting. Uh, so you mentioned that you, you grew up watching a lot of like horror movies on TV. What What got you into horror? I think the same thing that gets everybody into it is the visuals. It's so visually... Uh, stunning and, and it's beautiful and and the artisticness the artists behind all of these creations and these monsters have such imagination I mean the stereotypical go-to one is like H.R. Geiger like mm-hmm. look at the aliens and the face huggers it's they're beautifully created right. and, and and you know there's something to be said too about things that are not real or or inhuman mm-hmm. take more creativity than to create something that already exists so in my personal opinion is i think horror and sci-fis take 10 times more the amount of creative um juices than it would to make a rom-com or a drama or even in action because those things are are real in real right. life like we have we have drama comedy and romance in our life for real. So it's right. like we have such an easy copycat to mimic. Right. Whereas if you create something brand new, this world or something like that, it's all from out of here. So um, I just I think that that's fascinated me. Yeah, absolutely. Like Monster Palooza is definitely my favorite convention, uh, just because of seeing the creativity that that is there. Uh, the people that make the creatures, make the monsters, do the makeup. There's so much going on, and mm-hmm. it, it ranges from really cool paintings, uh, insp- like obviously inspired by like H.P. Lovecraft, to even uh, this last year they had the motorcycles from, um, wow, I forgot the name of it, Ghost Rider. Oh yep yep. And like the for the Ghost Rider, the first Ghost Rider movie, like that that bike was just so incredible. <laughs> It twisted like the design that went into that is just crazy it's, right it's very just a monstrosity of its own so I, I, I definitely definitely makes sense so what would be your favorite horror movie book story anything my fa- you know I, I'd have to say it goes into a, a few categories mm-hmm. um, if you want to go like creepy what would actually probably scare a person in real life? I'd have to say House of a Thousand Corpses by Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob Zombie genuinely makes, I think, demonically scary movies. Um, but then there's other categories. Like, if you want to go classic, you know, I have to say, I fucking love the classic Universal monster movies oh. with the Frankenstein's monster and mm-hmm. the Wolfman. They're great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also the the fun ones like you mentioned Gremlins and you got Tremors and like the the horror comedy. Right. Um, 
and there's there's many different levels of horror comedy, but I think the the actual uh, comedy movies with horror elements are probably some of my favorites. You know, you have the, horror, the word horror comedy is thrown around a lot in modern day because I think a lot of people consider bad or cheesy movies considered comedy. I think right. there's a lot of the public genuinely confuses um, comedy with just poorly right. made movies, um, which is not necessarily wrong or bad. It's just I think the word comedy has a different definition in the last couple decades as it's grown and changed. Yeah, definitely. Especially like with Sharknado being such such a big thing. Uh, I think like the first one was definitely tongue in cheek. Yes. Uh, but because it was popular, they just pushed it more and more. And especially like the third, I haven't seen the fourth yet. I should totally watch it. But um, I've never yeah. seen any. Are they worth seeing? Do you like really like terribly cheesy movies? It depends on the movie. Depends um, on the movie. Yeah. I I liked Sharktopus better. <laughs> Uh, but Sharknado definitely knows what it's doing. Like, there's a handful of movies that Sci-Fi did right around that time, where they knew what they were doing. They're just making a joke of what they had become. Right. And a couple of them were fairly popular. Sharktopus did get a sequel that I never watched, uh, but Sharknado really just blew up for some reason. Like, they, just, <laughs> they struck gold somehow, mm-hmm. and they're they're bad. Like, yep. Just. Something, something is wrong with those people. But they made they made the movie, and they they knew what they were doing. They knew their budget, they right. knew their limitations, and you can tell with the jokes that they make and the references. Uh, apparently, the fourth one is just if you can think of all of the memorable quotes from your favorite movies, they took all of those and made a script out of it. At least that's what I've heard. I haven't seen huh. it, but that's that. so they're they're just now. Do I need to start at Sharknado one um, to continue watching? Or are they standalones? They 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 basically recap everything that happened in the previous movie. <laughs> they, they do that through various dialogue. So I, I would say start with the first one just so you can see what you're in for. But after that, it doesn't really matter. Um, They'll explain why the chick is missing a hand or what's going on with the daughter. Like, it all gets sort of explained. <laughs> I don't know. But it, it, it's, it's a lot of weird uh, weird stuff. Uh, but they also did movies like uh, Lava Lantula, something like that. Oh, I have a buddy who was in that. Right. Um, one of my friends is like, okay, sci-fi is going off the deep end. They just did a movie called Two Lava, Two Lantula. I was like, dude, that's totally a sequel to Lava Lancha. And he's like, what? When did they do that? <laughs> a while ago. And it's kind of in the same universe because the main actor is in both, I guess. I don't know. But a lot of people are like making fun of that one. Well, they they caught something where they were just making fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. And it works. And in that sense, yes, it is like a horror comedy, but it's it's flat out just a comedy, just hands down. Yep, and it's also great for you know masking low budget. Right. Like I mentioned earlier with Cookie, you know when you have to work with a smaller amount of money than these giant fantastic films are being made for, then sometimes going that extra camp route mm-hmm. helps it. You know. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing it. People like it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we've actually, we did a, a review of, I don't remember what it was called, uh, a horror comedy involving zombies, and I'll have to look it up. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I know we had it. Uh, so many movies. How do you watch them all? Uh, very carefully. Actually, I don't think we've posted it. Hmm. What? Oh, there it is. Ha! Life after Beth. 
um, a horror comedy, but more so a comedy that involves zombies. Like, trying to find that balance where something might be actually scary and not just like a comedy with elements. Like, it's, it's, it's a hard genre to make. Yes. So, I guess we should probably keep that in mind when we discuss horror comedy. Um, but also yeah it it is just true you know and there's something to be said too you know we talk a lot about our opinions on movies and and you know you guys review movies Mm -hmm. and you're gonna eventually review my movie and i'm gonna fully embrace any uh negative or anything you guys want to say i can't wait to hear it it's gonna be a blast for me you know i think a lot of people are touchy about it but i i say Fucking let's hear it. Yeah. But the thing that I always say is no matter how you feel about a movie is somebody made it. Somebody went out and put creative effort and did it. And it's one step farther than most of the people that speak very loudly about their opinions about it. Because a lot of these people have never made one. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's one of those things where you just have to give props for someone for making it no matter how bad it is. Right. Yeah, because that's I, that's just the first step. I definitely agree with you on that. Um, yeah, we've some of us have done like the 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 short movies or projects for school and things like that, and we know how much time and effort goes into them, but we don't know the extent. Like mm-hmm. we, we've done it, but we haven't done a full length feature, big budget where you've got a full team working on like one set piece. Yeah. Um, you know, I always use this argument whenever uh, the Lucas haters uh, talk about, you know, the prequels. And I and I always say, I go, you know what? Have you ever made a movie better than Star Wars Episode 1 through 3? Probably not. And frankly, I don't care how boastful you think you are. Most people probably won't. Like, those movies may not be as good as, obviously, the originals, but they're better than a lot of other movies. <laughs> that is definitely true. You know, there I have are, seen worse. Uh, a hundred thousand yeah. worse movies, probably. Right. <laughs> oh, and it, it's really entertaining, specifically on those, because I I really liked episode one. Like, mm-hmm. At the time, when it first came out, I was just, it, it was perfect. It was everything that I wanted. And then going back and watching it, I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> But... I, I've seen the the prequel trilogy go from people were excited to see them to everyone thinks they're garbage, and now it's coming back. People are like, well, they weren't that bad. Episode 3 especially, people are going back and saying Episode 3 is actually a really decent movie. But I, uh, essentially, I think there were just some bad choices in the first like Episode 1 that kind of painted a corner for episode two and then try everyone tried to fix it for episode three that's what i think anyway mm-hmm. so we we have a lot of people just they there's a lot of bandwagoning when it oh, comes yeah. to movies too someone's mm-hmm. like oh that sucks well i mean i enjoyed it so right. i'm not saying you will enjoy it but i love it like i was watching um a big ass spider have you seen part of this movie? I have not oh, seen that. Uh, you should check this one out. It actually like made me laugh. But I was watching it with my friend. I'm like, because uh, he asked me what I wanted to do. I was like, I don't know. Let's find a stupid horror movie to watch. And we found Big Ass Spider. And like for the first half an hour, like I'm I'm kind of giggling because I know what's happening. I hadn't seen it before, but just because of the pacing and the the word choices and what they were putting emphasis on, I'm like, oh, man, this is perfect. And <laughs> I, so halfway through, my friend looks at me. He's like, this movie fucking sucks. Why are we watching this? I'm like, no, no, no. So I paused it. And I was like, this is, this is what you're missing. At the beginning of the movie, they did this and said this and then built this world. And he's like, okay, well... What does that have to do anything? Now, within this world, all of that is foreshadowing, and they're going to do this, this, and this. And he went, no way. Yeah, let's finish watching the movie, and I guarantee you this is the way it's going to play out. And he watched it, and he's like, oh my god, this is a brilliant movie. <laughs> <laughs> and and it really is. Like, it's it's not 
it's not groundbreaking. It's not something that'll blow your mind, but it's it's done with enough care that they you can you know they know what they should do, and then what right. they can do is a little bit different. So they've got the foreshadowing where they're like the uh, the 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 pest exterminator guy is talking about oh you can't trust the government to get anything finished and of course when there's a giant ass spider going around the government can't stop it but he can <laughs> so it's just the little things like that i'm just like this is this is brilliant and that's what i love about like the cheesy horror films like a bad totally. movie is a bad movie but when you have a cheesy movie that knows what it can get away with, you end up with shit like Sharknado. Can you wiggle your mic a little bit? I think I lost you. Oh, really? There That's you go. Ha. Huh. Better? Okay. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I'm going to have to check to see if my audio cut out. Uh, if it did, I'm just going to type up a story. I don't know. <laughs> I'll pretend like I yeah, was saying something Yeah, I would useful. love to have, you know, with... The way that everybody reviews movies online, um, especially independent, low-budget movies, I would love to have some sort of, like, battle. Like, I want to see um, the internet do uh, Team Cookie and Anti-Cookie, and I wanted to see them battle and tell each other why it sucks, and I want to hear the team say why they like it. Right. And that would be a lot of fun, actually. It would be. It would be a blast, because... Everybody's gonna have such strong opinions. Right. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. That might happen if when we get to review it. Uh, Your team will battle. I'm probably going to love it because I love cheesy practical effect films. And then Noel is very like old school. Like he he likes like the '70s horror where you know horror meant something. And so he's probably gonna be like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." I'm like, "No." No, it's not. So we'll probably argue, and it'll be fun. Um, I'm losing you again on your microphone. Really? Well, at least it says that it's recording. It's actually coming up on my recording. No? Nothing? How about now? <laughs> no? Nope, not hearing you. Uh, Just see your great facial expressions. I, I do that. Ha ha. Better? No. Oh. Did I get it? Is it there? Did it go away? Yes? No? Um, oh shit. Are you saying something right now? No. I mean, yes, I am now. Um, <laughs> so it, it's... Whatever. If you can't hear me. Do your, your ear thing. Don't laugh at me. Anything? What's going on? Alright guys, just hang in there with the dead air. If you don't hear anything, because because the fear has struck in Brady here. He's too afraid to speak. No? Something? Oh, there's oh, something. I can hear myself. Weird. What'd you do? I don't know. Can you hear me? Are you good? Yeah, I do. Okay. Weird. Um, whatever. It was coming up on my end as recording, and since I've got it um, on monitor mode, like I can hear myself talk. So even though you couldn't hear me, I could hear myself, and the recording was going off. So I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll write a book. You have a poltergeist in your machine. Apparently. Anyway. Or a gremlin. So, yeah. Totally going to tear apart your cookie. And it'll be fun. I can't wait. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. All right. So, here's a fun question. If you could remake a horror movie, and either remake it to be up to today's standards... Or remake it so you could be the creature. What would it be? Hmm. 
I think if I were to be the creature, I'd probably want to do Creature from the Black Lagoon, and I could be the Gill Man. All right. That movie has not been remade yet, so I would be the first remake of Creature. And that would be fantastic. Especially um, practical effects. Oh, 100%. Yep. Yeah. If I were to remake one as a filmmaker and make the movie, I would probably go, uh, wow, it's a tough one. Uh, I, w- I would, I wouldn't remake one. I would make a sequel. Ooh. I would make a sixth installment to the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Of the classic series. Right. But I would shoot it on the exact same film stock with the exact same makeup. And I would do everything the exact way they did in the last film, which I believe was 70-something. And that way it would look like it still fits in that universe. All right. That could be fun. That's what I would do. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a... It's really, really cool that's idea. The, uh, that's the reaction to a, I disagree. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it, it was a reaction of, I didn't even ever consider that as an option. Like, that's, uh, that's a good call. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. It would be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is, what has been your favorite, like, creature acting experience? My favorite creature actor experience. I, I, I've I've had a great experience with all of the characters I've played. Um, the raking is definitely up there as one of them. The raking was a blast. Okay. Um, but I also, uh, it's a it's a work in progress. It's a fan film. I'm doing a all practical Ninja Turtles movie Mm -hmm. with scotty fields he just recently was part of the team that did makeup effects for the new star trek beyond movie okay and he's making 15 all practical characters from the ninja turtles world and i have so far played two of them and i will eventually play three but it's kind of an ongoing continual process since Mm -hmm. it's a fan film it's self-funded right but these suits are magnificent if you go on Facebook and Instagram, search for uh, Ninja Turtles Blood Brothers. You can also find links on all of my sites and everything. But I play Rocksteady, Leatherhead, and Triceraton. And they're awesome suits. They look so great. Um, Leatherhead was the last one I wore. And I was I was close to eight feet, if not taller, in that nice. suit. Very it nice. was awesome. And... And he's just a fantastic artist when he sculpts these. And so they're fun to play because it takes so much strength to move these suits because they're so big. Um, I almost felt like when I was in the Leatherhead suit, I looked down at my feet. And the way I had to walk because it was so heavy and so like um, bulky from the mass amount of foam around me. Right. I envisioned myself, I felt like Earl Sinclair from Dinosaurs. Because how he walks with his tail and his feet, um, it just, that's how I felt when I was walking as Leatherhead. (laughs) Nice. Mm -hmm. And and those are fantastic. That was a blast working on those. And, you know, all of them are fun. You know, Cookie was a blast to play. I love Cookie because his character, he's so snarky and... uh, and he just harasses people. And it actually reminds me a lot of a similar character I like to play often. I've played this type of personality on three different occasions. And another one, which will be released uh, in the next month or two, is called The Walking Dead. And that's walking as in W-O-K-K-I-N-G, okay. like a walk. Right. And what it is is I'm a zombie chef, and I had my own chef show and he he has a a similar personality to cookie in the sense that um he's mean and he doesn't have a filter um 
but he is he's less like Cookie in the sense of um, telling. Uh, excuse me for one moment. I had a cat jumping at the door. Right, I heard. <laughs> Did you hear? Yes. She she can open the door like a velociraptor. <laughs> she pulls the handle down and very nice. Um, but 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 yeah. So the character for The Walking Dead, his name is Corden Gruesome, and he is a chef who wants to cook all these zombie type dishes, mm-hmm. and he's. Ex- extremely funny and he's always trying to kill his guests any human that's on there he wants to kill and and he's very narcissistic you know cookie is very much um he comes from a christmas world so he he'll harass you and make fun of you but his intentions are all just like his mind is set on christmas and eating cookies that's all he cares about whereas court and gruesome he's so self-absorbed he is he is like the the biggest star in the world to himself. You know, nobody outdoes him in celebrity status. So he he he's just so fun to play and and you know, I have to say Corn Gruesome might be one of my favorite characters to play. Right. He's a blast, he's entertaining to watch and and I like watching the stuff I'm in, but I think Cord and gruesome, I genuinely laugh at as if it's not me hmm. in there. When I watch that, I'm genuinely entertained. And so I'll have to look into that. Yeah, they'll be really. I'll post when they're released, but it should be very soon. There'll be six episodes, okay. and all of them, even though they're grotesque uh, cooking things, they're all actual recipes that you can cook at home. <laughs> so nice. That was fun because it was also demanding as as an actor because I had to memorize, you know, since I'm the host of this fake TV show, I had to memorize lots of details. I had about 60 pages of a script for all six episodes, and it's mainly monologues of me because I have to remember temperatures and times right. and uh, and amounts of food, whether it be teaspoons or ounces and and. Uh, it was also kind of educational too because you know I I I don't bake a lot. I do a lot of grilling, um, but a lot of the stuff is baking, and mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of times I was like, oh yeah, that would be good with that, huh? huh. And uh, and it's fun, and they were and they're very like Halloween themed, so it's something where you could actually watch him during the Halloween season and say, I'm gonna make these treats for my guests when they come over for our party. Very nice. Are, yeah, are, are it's those... cool going to be released before Halloween this year or after? They should be, I believe. Okay. I believe. So okay. it's a YouTube channel called CZ's World. That's CZS World. And uh, that's where it will be. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I think that's basically all of the questions I had. Um, other than the one thing. Um, I do want to point out that when it comes to Cookie, I do get kind of a Tales from the Crypt sort of feel from him. Was that a bit of an inspiration for you when writing the character? You know, what's funny is writing Christmas with Cookie came from a place where I have said that I wanted to make my own feature film for quite some time now. I would have to say genuinely... 15 years I've, I've said I want to and and it just came to a point where I said it doesn't matter the budget it doesn't matter how just make it even if if it's out of your own pocket even if it's less than what you want it to be write a film that you can do with what you have and so my thought was if I make a film that has problems in it because of budget or um or or anything that has to do with um time constraints anything that would make editing an issue i i thought to myself how can i have an easy handicap and having a narrator character similar to tales from the crypt covers it because 
I can always cut back to Cookie, and he can always carry the story on. And I also thought for parts that are too big to film, you know, it's a sci-fi Christmas comedy. So there's a lot of space and aliens. And I thought, you know, if there's a a part in it that has to do with some giant special effects that I can't afford or I physically can't shoot with what I have at the moment, uh, Cookie can easily be a cheat by reading it on the page to the audience and carry the story along. So that character was genuinely invented as a crutch. Hmm. Um, it, It was not created for for comedic or fun or if you watch it you're like i love cookie it was a fucking accident it it was a crutch for my writing um and if you watch it and you hate cookie because because you're like he seems disingenuous and he seems like a crutch in a way for a a bad filmmaker to get away with shit well then you're right yeah (laughs) like people do this sort of thing who would have thought yep so it's it's interesting and and I like it, and it gives it a fun vibes. You know, it, it's almost like Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt, kind of almost integrated with a reality show because hmm. reality shows have those sit down interviews, right? Interspersed with the reality, their whole episode. Tales from the Crypt only has the Crypt Keeper at the head and tail of it, right? So this is kind of making the two come together. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more. the 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 clip that you shared is hilarious. Now, with what you know about why I wrote that, does that discourage you from wanting to watch it? Oh no, it makes me want to watch it even more. Honestly, like, like why I said, so? Why? I, I love guerrilla filmmaking. I love when people just take what they have and do something with it. it it's it's one of the coolest things that can be done. Um, if you look at movies like even like the original evil dead that Mm -hmm. was essentially they could do this so they did that these small little sets um hellraiser like the majority of it takes place in that one house and because he couldn't really do anything with it he was getting up on ladders in the corner of the room to get the shot that he wanted yep so i i absolutely love that and the independent films, like sometimes, sometimes people can come up with some really, really cool ideas, and it, it becomes something. Like we've seen a couple different things, um, from like the the Street Fighter fan films to um, uh, the Mortal Kombat fan film that became uh, an ongoing series with funding. Of course, that guy did have a lot of money to throw into it, but yes. uh, it still became something. Um, there's also um, some kids that do lightsaber battles. I can't remember the group right now. I wish I could have everyone go watch their their video because it was fantastic. The first mm-hmm. one they did, it was all them, and it was fun. They, it was super low budget. You could tell, uh, and they just did a thing, and it became so popular that Skywalker Ranch helped them make a sequel. That's awesome. Right. So I I love things like that. So knowing that you wrote this with your limitations in mind and even as a crutch, that's still something that could be a lot of fun. It could be gold. It could be junk. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, And I'll I'll be honest with you when it comes out or when I get (laughs) to watch it. I'll straight up tell you if it's shit. I'll talk. I hope you do. No, you know what? I I generally do believe, you know, from talking with you and and knowing what you like and knowing this movie so well, I genuinely think you will like it. You know, the piece that we saw at the beginning of this um, is pretty much how the movie is. So if you enjoyed that minute and a half or whatever it was, uh, you're going to love the rest of the movie. Like, it's that's the movie. Right. (laughs) So I mean that that's that should be a lot of fun, and I I think there there's a lot of like the the I think you, I can see the inspirations that you've had throughout the years in this like Tales from the Crypt, uh, Mystery Science Theater, uh, just things like they're I could probably see them throughout the entire film. 
Absolutely. You know, there's two specifically that come to mind is uh, I'm a giant Planet of the Apes fan, as you guessed from my sequel comment. Um, The movie Christmas the Cookie takes place in the year 3978. And that is the year that the Icarus crash landed on Earth in the original Planet of the Apes. Of course. And so that's my little ode to that. And then there's skeletons in this movie, and basically we stabbed a knife in the back of these skeletons and shoved a broom pole through them, mm-hmm. and we puppeteer them. Um, and it very much, when I watch it on camera, it reminds me of when you see Army of Darkness, when those skeletons have the knife. Yeah. And they're just... <laughs> so it, it very much is in the vein of those things. Um, and I pitched this movie... I say it's if you imagine the original Lost in Space TV show mixed with Thanksgiving during Christmas time. That's what this movie is. Oh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Are you a Thanksgiving fan? Um, so, fun story, sort of. Uh, one of my trips to Kentucky a couple of years ago led to uh, me and two friends sitting down, and they're just like, we're going to watch Thanksgiving. And, like, a half an hour into it, 45 minutes into it, Hoover looks over and he's like, you guys realize that we're, like, 45 minutes away from when they filmed this? We could go find them and slap them for making this movie. They <laughs> so, filmed I, it in Kentucky. Uh, no, uh, my friends are in northern Kentucky, which is, like, a stone's throw away from Cincinnati. Gotcha. So it's like right on the river. It's not a not a big trip. Well, if you'd like, I could slap them for you. I actually know them personally, and I'm good friends with them. Oh, good. So, so if you want, I'll give them a good. Yeah, you should. Uh, but it was just funny because like that movie is just so bad. But, but you know what's funny? That's how they pitch it. Oh yeah. It's, they pitch it as uh, the best worst movie, right? Pretty Isn't that much. what they yeah. call it? I think that's the tagline on it, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking back, I had a lot of fun watching it. Part of it was because, like, it's, it's, I don't think it's something that I would watch alone and have fun with, but because I had my friends that are huge fans of Mystery Science Theater, like, we were, mm-hmm. we were making fun of it the entire time, riffing on it as much as we could. But they did it in such a way that even riffing on it is difficult because the moments where you'd want to riff is where they have like the funniest comments that they have and it's like the the turkey has the uh, the double one-liner moment like there's a one-liner it cuts and then he has another one it's like they couldn't decide mm-hmm. which one they wanted to go with so they both <laughs> of them in so i mean it's so awful to watch painful to watch but Knowing that they did it with what they have, it was mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun in general. And they're 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 fantastic filmmakers. They actually made a sequel to it um, called Thanksgiving Three, where it's Turkey looking for the lost copy of Thanksgiving Two. <laughs> and I'm actually in Part Three. Oh yeah. Um, and it's a it it looks like if you imagine uh, the Dark Crystal. Meets Thanksgiving. That's amazing. It's visually beautiful, and uh, I believe they they raised the first movie was three thousand dollars. Part three, I think they it was a hundred or fifty or two hundred thousand, something crazy, um, drastic difference. And uh, all right, but um, yeah, it, it's interesting to see. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is you have to work with what you have and they did and they kind of made a little career out of it, you know? Uh, it's really entertaining cause I, I just did a Google search and it's like searches related to things. Killing three is things killing two. And of course the first result is things killing three on IMDb and then, uh, a Wikia page that talks, that has, the the thanks killing in space no one can hear you based (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's funny you can't help but laugh and see like 
these guys have to be my kind of people. Like I have a feeling that I'd get you would a, you would totally get along with right. that. I I really 100%. think I would. <laughs> and it's just like whatever. It was on it was on Netflix. We couldn't say no. We watched it, and it's just one of those things that it's it's a memory that I have. There's lots of movies that I've watched. I couldn't tell you where I was or when I saw it. Things killing. I know exactly where I was. <laughs> I know exactly what I was doing. You know, my hope for is with with Christmas Cookie is I hope that it becomes a stocking stuffer. Right. You know, whether people do it because they know someone will actually enjoy it like you, mm-hmm. or if they do it because they're like, he's going to hate this, and this movie's only five fucking dollars on DVD, so I'm going to put it in a stocking. Right. And, <laughs> and likely, like, I, I will make other people watch this one way or another. Absolutely. <laughs> um, there, are, I do have a handful of friends that do not allow me to pick the movie that we're watching for the evening. Because they know you're going to pick one they don't like. Right. Or something really bad. Uh, I made my friend Anthony watch um, uh, Zardoz. Uh, that was that was a fun experiment. Like he was he was home alone. Like he didn't have to work, but all of our friends had things to do, and I was about ready to leave. He's like, "What should I do?" I was like, "You you should watch Zardoz." So I started it for him, and then left. <laughs> like you do, because. You really only watch Zardoz maybe twice if you really want, like, that sort of torture. Uh, so I got, I started getting text messages from him, like, what, why am I watching, why did you leave me with this? Just ran, like, he got crazier and crazier in his text mess- messages as he was watching it. And it was hilarious. It made my day. And another time I made my friend Lauren watch the anime series of Excel Saga. And he absolutely hated it. 100%. But for me, Excel Saga is the the super cheesiness of they know what they're doing. They're just making trope by trope by trope mm-hmm. to make fun of the entire genre and of themselves. So I think right. it's fantastic. He thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. But I still made him watch every episode and he doesn't let me pick things anymore. So. Well, I can't wait till you force my movie upon people. Oh, yeah. It'll happen. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, so I think that's all the questions I have for you. Is there anything you want to add? Um, anything you want to discuss? Um, you know, I, I, I want anyone who is uh, interested in any of the movies that we talked about or, or any of the, the characters that I've played, just follow me on all the social media and just do all that shit right. get me out there and and if you have friends that are in movies or anything you know just keep keep pushing my name out there yeah. and, and we'll keep making these movies that you guys want to see speaking of which we do have some people that listen and don't actually watch videos um so why don't you go ahead and tell us what your social media things are like how to contact you or follow you totally so uh, if you went to monstermaxon.com uh, or uh, creatureactor.com in case you don't know how to spell maxon <laughs> creatureactor.com uh, there's links to all my social media um, Instagram is at monstermaxon um, Twitter is at monstermaxon Facebook is monstermaxon <laughs> just go a, to there's a theme here yeah, yeah just go to just creatureactor.com and there's a link yeah. to fucking all of them or you can google <laughs> monster max and i'm sure it'll come up uh, for our viewers on youtube i'll have links uh i think hopefully i don't know we'll see if i actually convince someone to to type things in um i might even have some pretty little words somewhere that say things um yeah, thanks for joining me. I'm glad that we we got to hear what scares the the creature that bumps in our favorite movies. And yeah, well, thanks for having me. It was yeah, fun for sure. We'll see if we can get you back on sometime. Right, so you guys have a wonderful day, evening, whatever time it is. Enjoy. Yes. Bye, guys. In a world. Where global warming has made a desert of the North Pole. I don't care how long it takes. 
I'm gonna get revenge on that fat What the hell? There's aliens in the story too? Christmas with cookie! Only one elf can read you this.